remember me Though I have to say goodbye, remember me Don't let it make you cry For even if I'm far away, I hold you in my heart I sing a secret song to you each night we are apart, remember me we are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Hi! Out Now is a film podcast where normally Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. However, every now and then we have to have the special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different. And this is something completely different. This is our Oscar special. Our Oscar prediction special, to be exact. We are recording this... Thank you. We are recording this uh, Thursday night... Um, before the Oscars on Sunday the 4th, um, and we are quite excited for them, and we want to do our prediction show. Um, This is the one episode that quickly dates the podcast and will be out of date almost immediately, but we're doing it anyway. (laughs) So I like the idea that there are people that are listening, like they're not going to watch. I like to hope this, that there are people that won't watch the Oscars until they listen to this podcast, and then they're like, all right, now let me see who won these things. Then I'll listen to the follow-up show that we'll also do. But um, yeah, that's the plan. We're going to do some predictions. Uh, should be a lot of fun. It's a nice little time capsule, I'd say, too. So um, joining us today to discuss the Oscars, the predictions, and what have you, we have from Fast Film Reviews, he's been well edited, it's Mark Hoban. Hi, everyone. From Maxwell's Chop House, his sound mixing is unquestionable, it's Maxwell Hatted. Hello. hello. <laughs> oh, that sound mixing is so poor. Yeah, I'm working on it, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> also joining us, the lovely right to recite herself. She's a great result of production design. It's Anna Bosch. No. <laughs> Hello, everyone. You charmer, Aaron. <laughs> That's, you. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna write that one down. How you got it from the back of a Laffy Taffy rapper? So you that'd know. be one hell of a Laffy Taffy rapper. How are the three of you doing tonight? <laughs> Very good. Doing well. Fine. How are you guys doing? <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. It's, it's all right. It's our Oscar show. We've been talking about this for weeks, so uh, we're finally going to go through it. Um, <laughs> but it's it's nice to know that we finally have an easy year to predict, right? <laughs> <laughs> the easiest, the easiest year. Yeah. Well, this should be fun. This should be fun to go over because we're going to go over basically our predictions for the Oscars as well as like our. We'll get to some hopes, and we'll you know we'll discuss each category to some extent, and then we'll you know we'll also have some kind of overall thoughts when we as we kind of wrap this thing up. But yeah, that's really all we're going to do here. This should be fairly quick paced podcast. We're just going to go over each category one by one. We'll each say what we think will win. We'll have some brief discussion, then move on to the next category. We'll start at the bottom here. We'll start kind of towards the the lower end of the spectrum. I'm going to use the ballot that I have. I know everybody's ballots are in different orders. Um, mine specifically says best visual effects so that's where we're going to start that's how we're doing it best visual effects the nominees are blade runner 2049 guardians of the galaxy volume 2 kong colon skull island star wars colon the last jedi and war for the planet of the apes maxwell hadded what's your pick for best visual effects i predict that war for the planet of the apes wins this one mark Oven. i'm predicting blade runner 2049 Anna? War for the Planet of the Apes. Abe? War for the Planet of the Apes. So I'm with War for the Planet of the Apes as well. So we got one outlier, I guess, for with uh, with Blade Runner. And that's honestly that's the that's the next best pick. That's a pretty good eyes. that's a pretty mm-hmm. solid if, pick. If not the one that might, you know, overall win. I'm not I'm not quite sure. But Mark, do you have any any logic to why you chose it? Well, one, I think the special effects are really good, but of course all of them are. But, uh, you know, last year Ex Machina, I think, won this award, and it was a science fiction film, and 
Blade Runner is sort of in that same kind of genre. I also think a lot of times the winner in this category is a Best Picture nominee. Since none of these pictures are nominees, I would go with a film that could have gotten a or most likely as a Best Picture nominee. And I think Blade Runner has more love behind it than War for the Planet of the Apes. So that was my reasoning. So I... I, I, logic. I can agree with you on that point. I, I, I would also say, though, that War for the Planet of the Apes, much like Blade Runner, was a really well-liked film um, that, that also, I think, in a different world, could have also got a Best Picture nomination if things were different a bit. It could have. But, I think that it, it could have culminated into a Best Picture nomination uh, kind of the same way that uh, Return of the King did. Um, I, but I remember yeah. thinking of the visual effects when I... I remember we talked about this on the podcast, too. We were just like, we were blown away by just... How far had come from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes to now and War? They are very good, and this is the last one, and it's yeah. never won before, correct? Yes, it's lost yeah. both previous times, yeah. which right. is, so is that insane, would, that but also makes... Sort of... Andy Serkis has also been you know, unceremoniously just skipped as well. Right, but uh, the original Blade Runner was nominated, and it lost to E.T., so I don't know. Maybe people will want That's to, just... out of nostalgia... I think what helps it further is that Blade Runner is a multiple Oscar nomination. Like, it's not like the mm-hmm. war, this is the only one it has. Blade Runner has, you know, f- like four other nominations. So it's, right. it's a. But third time could be a charm it, for the apes. That works in the apes. I mean, I chose it. I mean, most of us chose it. So we're certainly kind of holding out hopes here for war for the most part. But it could go. It, it, this one was one of the more difficult ones for me, honestly, <laughs> was, yeah. which is surprising. Because <laughs> um, um, among the ones that I have a difficult time choosing between, yeah, visual effects was already like, wow. Already being thrown through a loop, and I didn't expect that. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's do the let's get to the sound categories. We'll start with uh, best sound mixing. We have Baby Driver, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars: Call of the Last Jedi. Maxwell, sound mixing. Yes, yeah, sound mixing. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Baby Driver for this one. Mark Hoban, Dunkirk. Abe, Dunkirk. Anna. Dunkirk. I have Dunkirk as well. So once again, we have an outlier. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, like these sound categories were a little tricky because it's like, so Maxwell has Baby Driver, and that's not a bad choice because there's like great mixing in that film. And it's just kind of like if Dunkirk's not winning Best Picture or anything else, it feels like they'd throw it to like all the sound categories. Is what I was thinking, but one not, one uh, point in Baby Driver's favor is uh, sound mixing often is uh, won by a musical, and mm-hmm. not Correct. that Baby Driver is a musical, but it is a very musical film. Mm-hmm. So. It's the closest. It's like thing. the closest thing. Yeah, if, if <laughs> the the, uh, the Greatest Showman didn't, make, I was actually a little shocked that the Greatest Showman didn't get. But then again, you have I know of, you get a lot of. <laughs> pretty effects i mean the shape of water that's a bit surprising actually for this category but it is a best picture nominee so i guess i can understand it as well but you know a movie like that we, we basically said that at the same time mm-hmm. but it's, it is like the best next category to um or not category film to win baby driver for the sound mixing but yeah th- this is another both of these let's do sound editing real quick you'll probably talk to make the same points so uh, Okay. Sound editing, we have Baby Driver, Blade Runner, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, Star Wars. It's the same exact nominees. Um, uh, Maxwell, what did you have for sound editing? Dunkirk. Mark? Dunkirk. Anna? Dunkirk. Abe? Weird one, Blade Runner. Okay. 
and I have Dunkirk, but Abe, I can see that logic. Arrival, it's, last year, one sound it, editing. It, well, I mean, it, it's just that we, we talk about this all, every time that we do one of these podcasts, we're just like, sound mixing and sound editing are, are completely different things. Right. And, and so whenever you, when I'm watching Blade Runner 2049, and I've seen it like a few times now, it's like, this sound editing is, is pretty good. Like, these sounds are crisp, <laughs> or like the way that he's walking into a building, it sounds very, you know, clear. Uh, and it's like, yeah, no, I like it. I, I understand Dunkirk as well, but uh, the sound mixing, I think, is a better mix in Dunkirk. The sound editing is a better sound edit in in Blade Runner. I remember. Well, I, kind of what? Oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say. I remember I played a hunch last year that Arrival was gonna win for sound editing based off both the people nominated and just because there's and a, the way that they made Alien. Well, noises? yes, yes, it, it was a, it was a mix of some history involving the nominees as well as yes, the very unique sounds that were made by aliens that we just really hadn't seen before the way that was handled and it happened and so it's like mm-hmm. I, I really yeah. i considered blade runner for a good while because like well this is a, i don't know why i'm not even thinking about star wars but because i should because so, it's great yeah but, but, uh, uh, i would say that often the a war film is yeah. you know wins in this category which didn't hold true last year because hacksaw ridge was nominated and it lost to arrival uh-huh. but american sniper zero dark 30 the hurt locker um, you know, the, uh, letters from Iwo Jima. Those are all examples of films that won in this category. So yeah. that would kind of that. That's why I picked Dunkirk. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree. I'm, that's I'm, what I would say. I'm Same siding. I'm, yeah, I'm siding with the Dunkirks for both mixing and editing, just because I think it's it has that war movie thing going for it, as well right. as it being just a generally well accepted film. So it's it's kind of those technically two it's it's very uh, well done. Yeah. But the very that said, Baby Driver was is kind of like my the one I'd want to win just because I think the both the editing and the sound editing are crucial to how this and the sound mixing for that matter. But the those are yeah. elements that are crucial to how that film kind of comes together, where you more or less expect a movie like Dunkirk to have great sound editing and what have you. Like it's just it's a war movie. Well, also even. just knowing that how precise uh, the director really wanted everything to be, mm-hmm. um, it really adds to the whole entire notion of, well, you know, they, they really need to play, pay attention to the sound editing. I like how much shorter our conversations are going to be about, like, the major categories compared to these technical ones, by the right. way. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, 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 we're acting like this is life or death right here. Sound editing, guys. This is, but these are the well, ones that make or break your polls, for the most part, when you do well, these things. It's right. interesting also because there's far less things to look tor- towards for precursors. Yeah, for the technical awards, there's maybe one guild award, mm-hmm. which doesn't always match up, but you don't have the, you know, myriad other award shows giving out acting and writing awards that makes it a little easier to see where people's opinions are lying. Yeah. yeah. And I also so, think there's general I... uh, confusion what the difference is between sound editing and sound mixing, um, even maybe among some who are voting. I don't know. So. I think it's interesting to talk about the differences between them and it, this can make or break your poll folks so pay yep. attention. it's true mm-hmm. I, I will say that it would be nice uh, i mean i would i would not get the point in our poll but uh, if baby driver could win one of these awards because that would make it an academy award winner oh yeah did I did enjoy that film a lot. Yeah, so. I, th- I don't think any of us disagree that Baby Driver would easily, <laughs> easily, you know, deserve an Oscar, and that'd be like really great just to see that happen. Be like, oh, like yeah. right film finally did <laughs> something like really great like that. But um, <laughs> that said, he's already. It's, I mean, his very his his sleeper hit is nominated for three Oscars, so it's like that's already it's already gravy that's for him at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. So yeah, yeah. Babe, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, are you still there? Yeah, there. Yep. Yeah. What were you saying? I cut you off. What were you saying? Oh, no, it's fine. 
I'm just, I would echo everything you guys are just saying. It's just like, it's interesting because we feel like they're kind of close, like sound mixing, editing, but they're very different things, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just like, you're recognizing two completely different things um, here. So it's just like, it's fun to talk about because oh, sure. yeah. it's intense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. The next thing on my ballot is best short live action. We have the Kyle oh, no. Elementary, the 11 o'clock, my nephew Emmett, the silent child, and Watu Watu, or all of us. Mm. Abe, did you get a chance to watch the shorts? I haven't yet. Okay. Just checking. I know I, 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 gave, I gave you some access <laughs> to help you out. You did. Let's start with and you. And from everything that you said, yeah. you mentioned everything was kind of, a, kind of a downer, except for maybe one of them. Yeah, the I 11 think. o'clock is the only one that's not a downer. Yeah. So, you know, going off of what I did watch in terms of the trailers, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Watu Wote, all of us. Okay. That You know, I say downers, and... You say that every year, too. Well, because they generally are. I would say only two of them actually have, like, downer results, if that matters, if that makes sense. If you guys who have seen the shorts know what I'm saying. I think there there are three other ones that all... Right. Certainly have Actually, intense things happen, but the way they wrap up aren't as downer as they could be given the situation. Right. Yeah. And the other ones are downers at first, and then they become like uplifting at the end. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, uh, Mark, what, what's your pick? I'm going with The Silent Child. Okay. Maxwell? I'm going with Decalb Elementary. Anna? Mm, I'm kind of like feeling I need to go on a whim and just choose one. I have, honestly, I have two. It's either going to be the elementary or 11 o'clock, in my opinion. So I'm, like, teetering which one I should just say right now. (laughs) I'm kind of going off of 2016. We kind of briefly talk about this off podcast. But in 2016, it had Shok, Ave Maria, Everything Will Be Okay, Stutter, and Day One. And talking about how sometimes, you know, the short films are a little... Not so much on the happiest side of things, and that year stutter one being more lighthearted of the ones in that category. Mm-hmm. And this year you have that eleven o'clock, and it's the lightest one of the other films. Mm-hmm. But I really like the elementary one just because how it gets tied up with everything. Mm. You gotta lock one in. I know. I'm gonna go with. Eleven o'clock. Okay. Final I'm, answer. I'm with DeKalb Elementary. Um, so we're we're almost all over the place here. I only think what Maxwell and I are the only ones with with Elementary. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Um. So DeKalb <laughs> Elementary is the favorite, and it and it is very timely. So that would be a reason. The reason why I went with uh, the Silent Child has more to do with theme. Um, this category has in recent years has been won by Sing. Uh, helium and curfew uh-huh. and all three of those featured children and so yes. that's what made me choose that one because last year was seeing yeah that right. was <laughs> that got to me because <laughs> i had <laughs> another one picked <laughs> i know i had, yeah i went because i i flipped a coin on that because i had the one that was like the security camera one like the yes, dancers the dancing one i like that one <laughs> yeah well, that, so... was, right, that was an enjoyable one yeah. that's sort of like the uh, stutterer or something mm-hmm. yes and so like the silent child thinking about like last year with seeing that is a good choice as well yeah it ends you know not happy i i was i could have had a better ending but yeah i i, I like yeah, i like even before tragedy 
struck again um, mm-hmm. i was already in favor of decal elementary i just really mm-hmm. like the way it was i like the use of location i think the performer the the two performances are really good but the main performance from the reception is she's really strong in it like it just it all worked and it ties really well. up well like it's a well done film yeah i think it's like, a, just a solid movie overall i um, agree it's, and yeah and it I was really see... hard for me to choose okay <laughs> like honestly <laughs> Honestly, if I like that was like on the whim right now, just having to choose one. But I really wish that I would just go with elementary. But it is yeah. solid filmmaking. It's tied up so nicely at the end. Like, oh my gosh! But, I mean, but uh, with the with these short ones, though, we'll get to the other ones too. But they're all you could mark. I mean, you made a pattern here about like it's with kids or whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. there's a I imagine there's a number of patterns you can make to justify any of these picks. Like they all kind yeah. of work. Abe, even the one you chose, which I like too, Watu, Watu. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do think that there are some tiny elements involved in that one as well. Like, they all kind of have things going on with them. Yeah. The interesting thing about patterns is it's only a pattern until it's not anymore. Yep. It's <laughs> a great point. Um, and so, while well, certainly with these sort of things, and particularly for these categories where, like I was saying before, there aren't a lot of precursors, using patterns can be helpful, but those t- things run out. For me, Decalb felt like the most accomplished film of the bunch but also I, I just couldn't shake the timeliness of it and i felt like that's what might push it towards the win ultimately all right well, let's move forward let's get to best short animated we have deer basketball garden party lou negative space and revolting rhymes maxwell what do you have here i have lou mark i'm just picking my favorite i went with garden party oh that's my favorite too but i picked negative space actually i'm playing a big hunch on negative space i'm going for it i'm going for it you're gonna have to explain that i will anna how about you okay this is another one i'm kind of just gonna make it happen right now so i'm talking it out dear basketball (laughs) is well done you got john williams score right and the animation's lovely and it's an la town kobe bryant why not, right? Uh-huh. But then you have Lou, <laughs> and it's a Pixar film, and it's like, why go against a Pixar film? Because they rarely win. Yeah, they don't tend to yeah, win the true. short they, films. They really tend to not win. <laughs> they did win last year, but that was like they the did. first time in like a decade oh, or something. It, yeah. And then you have, I mean, I do like Negative Space. That was one of my favorites, but I wouldn't, I think, choose that one. It has a cute ending. I mean, the, the last line is like, okay, that's, yes. that ties it up in a nice little bow. Right. And then Revolting Rhymes, I could just do without. Ugh. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's right there in the title. <laughs> do you know how it's so that that's a, this is a British production. But it's got a wolf. Uh, yeah, keep going. You know hey, there's a second half to that. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, keep going. What were you saying? Well, just to say, are you familiar with the Gruffalo? That's also one of these animated films yeah, that got nominated. Yeah, and then yeah. there was a sequel to it, which I don't think got nominated. Uh, it, it reminds me of that. Like it's so long, and and like it doesn't just meander. It doesn't go anywhere. This is yeah. why this is the best podcast. We spent like thirty minutes talking about sound editing and short films. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with Mark. So, it's true. And like Aaron, we looked afterwards. He found out that there's a part two to it. Mm-hmm. So there's more. <laughs> If you enjoy it. Oh, I just looked up the Gruffalo. I do remember this one. <laughs> yeah. And then there was one called the Gruffalo's Child. And it was yeah. also like. Well, oh, boy. As opposed to Son of Gruffalo. 
<laughs> and then don't give them any ideas <laughs> and garden party you guys you know is well shot it just has a very depressing ending right. the ending is a little bizarre which probably so, is, i just went with it i'm 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 kind of going off the script I'd, i'm gonna I'd go lo- with I'd, I'd love to see it win i guarantee i tell you that right now go on what are you saying what's your what's your pick i think i'm gonna go with your basketball okay also the so favorite which- What's interesting is I would have gone for Deer Basketball if only because of the involvement of Kobe Bryant. But I was reading the other day, as opposed to some categories for short film animated, the names of those nominated alongside the film are not on the ballot. Hmm. So it just says the title and it doesn't say Kobe Bryant. So for people who may have been looking for an easy way out, something to click, something familiar... They wouldn't have seen his name, and so that's why I'm, I, I ultimately chose Lou versus Deer Basketball. But mm-hmm. I still think Deer Basketball has a good shot. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I mean, it's a pretty good film. Abe, Abe what's the... your pick? You didn't say yours. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Abe. No, no worries. I'm going with uh, I'm going with negative space here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, man, screw Kobe Bryant, guys. What are you guys talking about? Come on. <laughs> screw, the, screw the Lakers. Come on. He, he's getting a five-time champion and then and then also get nominated for an Oscar in, in his last season. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I dealt too deeply into it, but I do not want to see Deer Basketball win. <laughs> I did not like that short. <laughs> I'm like, can we stop one, letting? Kobe win everything. I know he's great already. I'm sorry it wasn't Steph Curry's Deer Basketball. (laughs) No, just more just like, you know, if he wasn't nominated or if he wasn't narrating it, even though he wrote it. It's a poem, and it sounds like a fifth grader wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember um, reading it a couple of I want to know why Aaron and (laughs) AJ. No, so honestly, that's the way that it's animated. It is. It's my favorite. And I kind of want to say that one now, but like it's honestly my favorite. So I mean, like, I, I, I've I've said out loud that Garden Party is my favorite one. That's completely right. my my type of thing with that with that one. Uh, but the animation, the animation, the animation, is, yeah, it's this photo real animation. Oh and, my god! And and I love the kind of the dark, the morose humor that kind of grows in that one. But Negative Space, <laughs> every time I kind of look at these films and I'm like, what wins an Oscar? Something about this just keeps like sticking in my mind, where I'm like. This seems like this could be a winner, just the way it's telling the story about this little this kid and like he's grown up and like lack right. of like these these this father issue thing and how it kind of all winds up. It I don't know why it just something I I just have a weird like negging feeling in my mind where I'm like this could win an Oscar and there was a one from a few years ago that was stop motion also that was really unique and I really liked that didn't win and I'm like maybe this will be because the, the last few years have been like stop animation or sorry it has been a CG animation. And and um, hand drawn. I'm like, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for a stop motion one to, to finally to finally pick up an Oscar for a change. After it's been a while since we've seen that. Happen. Well, high five because that's my favorite one. It's it's what I'm going with. That's it. I mean, personally, I mean, revolting rhymes. But like <laughs> all all of these the live action ones, all the short films, I've really enjoyed. I, this is like a compared to some years where I'm like. Why is that here? Like, this is the first time we're like, I get, I get this. I like, I like all of these for the most part. So. Oh my god, I feel like switching it right now. I'm like negative spaces. Well, it's locked in, and you chose the favorite. So I mean, it's um, not a bad pick. Let's move no, on. We gotta is, keep moving. We have like okay, okay. we have twenty categories to go. Okay, go. go all right. Go, go, go. Next one. <laughs> Best production design: Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water. Mark Hoban. The Shape of Water. Maxwell. Shape of Water. Abe. 
Shape of Water. I have Shape of Water. Anna? Shape of Water. So we all have Shape of Water. Um, anyone have a reason specifically? Um, because the sets. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yes, it's beautiful looking. Yeah, I mean, remember, I, I think we talked about this on the on the review too. It's just uh, there's so much care and craft into it uh, when she first walks out of her apartment into the street and just like what this is this is incredible just the way that it looks the way that it feels the theater that she's working at the lights the neon lights that are on the theater etc cetera, etc cetera. the cars you know uh, everything in their apartments richard jenkins's apartment and her apartment it's crazy the production design on this movie is incredible I, so i think what gives it the um, edge, what gives it the edge to me is that this movie cost 20 million dollars it was on a budget yeah. Uh, all the other ones, Darkest Hour, even though I mean that's a more moderate, but at the same time, there's that's I'll, gonna win for like costumes. I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get back to Darkest Hour. What I, but yeah. Water has a variety of sets. That's both, you know, like the things you're saying, the apartments, but also these like labs that are expansive and big and weird, and the creature, obviously. Yeah. So it's like that's a lot of different things to combine into one twenty million dollar film. Where Blade Runner, Beauty and the Beast, Art, Dunkirk, those are all like a hundred million dollar movies at least, at minimum, that have everything they can to work with. It's uh. So yeah, well, I, I think there's something to be said for the fact that The Shape of Water did get 13 nominations. Yeah, that and so, helps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yep. it, it's got to win. I mean, and we may be discussing it later too, but uh, it it's got to win some, you know, some pretty big awards, and I think this would be one of them. The only and Beauty and the Beast is an ugly film. It I'm is sorry. an ugly movie. <laughs> yes, I, 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 <laughs> I see the production design in it and everything, but it's just not appealing to like the pop of color that you guys are talking about in the shape of water so and i didn't see blade runner but darkest hour it's it's a little dark <laughs> like darkest hour they, I mean, they, have, they have like they have good other things but production design da, da, so, you know it seemed da, da, all right the argument i can make for darkest hour is lincoln because lincoln also won i think they're very similar looking films um, mm-hmm. And I, I could see that being an, an upset in this category. That said, if it's if anything's an upset, I'd say Blade Runner for the, the would be it. But still, Shape of Water right. because the mm-hmm. one that has it. I'm kind of surprised Doug Kirk is here. Um, I get it, I guess, but at the same, I think there's other movies that also could have kind of made their way into this category. Oh, but... oh yes. Can I can I say one that I think sure. would go in here? Yeah, Coco. Yes, I know you wanted. Co- <laughs> I know. Yeah, you wanted Coco to be in here. I feel like Coco would have been the best. You know option in here if you took a film out because it's just like was he the co-writer no oh my gosh what's his name co-director yes adrian well anyway so when aaron and i went to his little ceremony that he went to and everything uh the i think it was the co-writer and or no the writer and co-director yeah i may be getting that wrong but anyways i even told him we're just like i wish coco was in production design just because everything's so intricate to like the tying of the tamales, the papel in the beginning, like it's just beautifully animated. It would have been the first, you know, animated film to win if it was in this category and won. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little disappointed that Coco's not in here. I, I think uh, The Greatest Showman could have been nominated. Um, it doesn't seem like there mm-hmm. is that much love behind that film, but it is a beautiful looking film. Um I thought that I thought that was actually one of the the things that made that film kind of uh, appealing. Know, appealing, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if was... I could have uh, picked a, uh, another choice for production design, I might have put Wonderstruck in there. That's a great one. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, which I thought was was just beautiful in that regard. Um, and I was sort of sad how that film, on the whole, sort of just disappeared and isn't even available on Blu-ray yet. It's... 
It is streaming on mm. Amazon. It's on Amazon. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but 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 Maxwell, Maxwell, I'll add because that's a good point. Because similar to like Shape of Water, where you're combining both kind of you know normal type atmosphere from a period as well as kind of out there visuals in a lab, you have Wonderstruck that's combining the '70s and the '20s. So you have this right. great sense right. of these great yeah. you know this dichotomy traverses through time. Yeah, yeah, so it's really good. Let's move on. Yep. Uh, next, one we have his best original song. All songs that we actually know, or at least have some recognition <laughs> for a nice change of pace. Uh, they're not from some random documentary you never heard of. Uh, first up, we have Mighty River from Mudbound, uh, Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me from Coco, Stand Up For Something from Marshall, and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Star of Abe, what's your pick? Remember Me, Coco. Maxwell. This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Mark. This is me, the Great Showman. Anna? Remember me, Coco. I have This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. How dare you guys? This was a tough one. <laughs> we know we I... know that Coco was was not nominated or it's, it's Is it gonna win for we'll get to animated feature, but come on guys. It's gotta win something. Let it win best original song. <laughs> I, I we'll get to animated feature, but I don't think that's. I think it's pretty locked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a guys. I can't really remember the last time a song from a, a movie, especially a musical, has seemingly broke out into the mainstream and captured attention and be, be been used in so many different ways. The as, as my as gosh. I mean, Kiala Settle has been on every TV show performing it. They use it for the Olympics. I mean, the album has been topping the Billboard charts. This is a breakthrough song, and it's pretty catchy. I'd be surprised if anything else wins. Yeah, I, I was thinking it would be Remember Me up until maybe about a month ago, and then just hearing This Is Me used as the Olympic like anthem in between the competition and stuff, and it just sort of – and then it, it, the, the, the soundtrack is huge, uh, and the, the film kind of had a life of its own at the theater. Yeah, I, I just feel like this is – I just feel like it's almost too big to ignore. It's it's the yeah. logic I have because it's the movie. It the people love this movie. I don't love this movie, but people too. And <laughs> the, and the song is a it's a big hit. It, and it's it, a good song. Remember like, it's very uplifting. Rem remember me is a great song. It and it's also very relevant to the film Coco. It plays it, throughout like, it. Yeah, that's, that's like the drawback. That it's it, the refrain. Yeah, exactly. The refrain is that it is very specific to the movie. So right. you can't really be like, hey, let me go listen to like 96.5 FM and, oh, they're playing Remember Me. It's like, well, you know, you, you would need to have seen the movie or it's not, it's not one of those things where you're just like, I really am, am feeling kind of down right now. I better listen to this song and then just bawl my eyes out. You know what, what I mean? What I do like but about the thing this. Is, okay, keep going. With, with that one too, like they even like had um, where you could learn the chords for Remember Me. So, like, that was out there for a while, and then a lot of people had, like, their renditions of it, and there's, like, other stories that made the news of, like, a kid and, like, remembering their little sister or something that passed away. So, I mean, I think both are good choices. Oh, for sure. And you guys yeah. are bringing up great points. Yeah. Like, I really haven't been hearing The Greatest Showman, that song, anywhere, and even I would pass by and watch the Olympics every here and, here and now, and I didn't really hear it so i probably watched it at the wrong time or something <laughs> yeah. um and i'm not but, that hip yeah. to keep up with music so <laughs> i don't know if it's it's reaching the charts or anything but they're both good choices and i mean 
I just have a love for Coco as well, yeah. so I that's why I remember. Me. Well, I, I definitely have to you know give you guys props because it, it you know the song "This Is Me" is very it's much more ubiquitous than than "Remember Me," and also it's sung by a bearded lady, so you know <laughs> can't forget about that. Yeah, there's both good. I mean, there's good. Um... Uh, talents behind both of them from Co- Remember Me mm-hmm. is written by the team that gave, gave us Let It let, let us let it Go, which won an Oscar. The Academy Award winning team, yeah. Yes, and then yeah. This Is Me is obviously from the from the guys that did La La Land songs La La that La La uh, City, of, City of Stars last year. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, and, it's stiff competition. And they won, uh, they won the Tony uh, for best score this past year as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sort, sort of mm-hmm. makes me wish they had a time machine so Pasek and Paul could win this year and then they could have rightfully have given Lin-Manuel his Oscar last year, but... <laughs> What but, can uh, you do? but then, and then, I mean, <laughs> this you, is me won the won the Golden Globe. It did, yeah. And you have what Marshall's um, Marshall songs common, right? And that he's a he's an Oscar winner. He uh, is, yeah. Uh, Mary yeah, J. Blige is for Mudbound, and she's both she's both. It's the first time that there's she's both nominated for best song and best act, best supporting actress. Like that has that is pretty before. that is pretty incredible. And then stuff, Jan Stevens, they're just happy to be here. I like that song. It's a, no, I like, my I, personal <laughs> favorite of the song. I like so. the song too. They're, but they have two songs from that movie that I but think are really. I mean, they did basically the soundtrack, but they have two key songs that I really like from that soundtrack. But, um, but no, it's a. I mean, compared to, I can't even remember it. But the that one song that's like that was on last year's. Where I just kept making fun of it. That which which one? It was that the song. The violin that, one or something. It was yeah. It was like some random song that like, and that's when they like changed the rules or something involving how people get nominated for best song because there is <laughs> it was on a dock right it was a dock yeah it was it yeah it, yeah it was a dock and it's whatever i don't remember what, if you remember you shouted out randomly it was the song that was nominated last year amidst the other nominees that was just from like some random movie but because like there's like a friend of the academy who basically kind of got his, made oh, his way oh, to get in there i know yeah. what it was then, it was called the empty chair re- empty chair there it is yeah and it had something to do with sting sting was like involved in yeah, it. yeah yeah yes. yeah he was like a producer on it or something like that there you go, empty chair. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Best original okay. score: Dunkirk, Hans Zimmer, Phantom Thread, Johnny Greenwood, The Shape of Water, Alexandre Desplat, Star Wars: Call of the Last Jedi, John Williams, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Carter Burwell. Uh, Abe, pick. Phantom Thread. Johnny Mac- Greenwood. Maxwell. Uh, Shape of Water. Mark. The Shape of Water. Anna. If I was handed the Phantom Thread score by the person that did it, then I would say Phantom Thread, but I'm going with The Shape of Water. <laughs> I'm also going The Shape of Water. <laughs> uh, it's a, a, talk about it. Talk about Johnny Greenwood. This score is amazing. It's fantastic. It, it, I agree. it haunts me. Like, <laughs> I, I, I still hear it in my head whenever I'm just like waking up in the morning thinking about my breakfast. <laughs> I I really like the score as well. I just and I'm really happy Johnny Greenwood finally got a nomination for one of his scores because he qualifies finally for whatever you know reasons they wanted to disqualify him before. I just yeah, think they, they were like feature length or whatever the case I, was, right? Like I described this to Anna. I feel like the Shape of Water score is it's so it's it's so nice that it's the kind of score that the people in the Academy were probably listening to while voting for the Oscars. Like that's the kind of score. <laughs> it is. If only the Hollywood Reporter anonymous things reported that. <laughs> but I like the Phantom Thread score as well so, oh i mean i think phantom thread is my the best choice but i still think shape of water is gonna water win. win yeah i just feel like it has a, that film has a, a lot of momentum and when that happens it tends to to snatch up some of the more less clear tech categories 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think Displaw is more respected and recognized in the Academy than Johnny Greenwood at this point. I mean, yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's already won before. This so. will be his second for, win if he wins. Yeah, so. Grand Budapest Grand Hotel. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, in terms of... I, that's that's the knock, too, that I think of Maxwell. It's just, well, it doesn't seem like they really appreciate Johnny Greenwood because they never really seem to give him a full nominate, Or they, they seem to say that his, his scores aren't really scores. They're just pieces of... Maybe music. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's the weird there. bylaws that disqualify. Yeah, exactly. Like, is it a score? I, I've always found the score branch to have some of the, the strictest and most inane lo- rulings. Which is what mm-hmm. I think works against him, because if they're that strict on just getting nominated, then why are they going to give him an award? <laughs> like, I'm, right. Um, yeah. And I'm happy Dunkirk is here, because that Hans Zimmer score is very good. It's very intense. Yeah, no, it's, it's, if it's I were choosing one Hans Zimmer score, I probably would have thrown Blade Runner in there, but... <laughs> I like it. I, I like what it's doing. I decided <laughs> it's not one that stuck. That was a deep sigh. Because it's yeah, like it, wow. that's me. It's I me. Was way, not it's expecting me, that. I was like, you know, I think we both like the score. <laughs> it's me. It's me weighing how much I want to talk about that. Right that would oh, I have okay, to all, right, all these other categories to go got to. Tons of other. Yeah. Okay. Right, let's, I apologize. No, it's fine. No, it's no, fine. No, 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 no. It's, it's a good problem. It is a good. It is a good score. I agree with you there. Next question. This one we have best makeup and hairstyling. Darkest hour. Victoria and Abdul and uh, Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I have Darkest Hour. Does anyone not have Darkest Hour? I have Darkest Hour. <laughs> I thought you were going to object for a second there. And I, was like, I, I almost wanted to pick Victoria and Abdul just why? to like play with Aaron. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, that's the only reason why. Other than that, this, this is, but because we've all chosen it now, it reminds me of last year when we all were like, well, we all got Star Trek winning uh, best hair and makeup, right? And then all did it happen? Yeah, Suicide Squad. That wasn't more, much of a surprise. I mean, that was one where I was splitting. I was upset. I was upset, but I was still splitting the difference from, like, it's going to be one of these because they both involve elaborate makeup. Um. <laughs> What's interesting is sometimes the film that wins this award, i.e. Suicide Squad or The Wolfman, mm-hmm. is something that didn't get very great reviews but yet they still see fit to nominate the makeup which is good i mean that means that people who are working on a film that didn't get critical claim can still get recognized but uh yeah it would if it's not darkest hour i'd be shocked yeah the, the narrative involved i mean gary oldman dragged uh katsuhiro tsuji out of retirement to make him look like winston churchill that's a good narrative for winning an oscar right there i mean mm-hmm. that, that's, that, that, that does it it helps I'm, that I'm... yeah Still a little confused as to why Shape of Water was not eligible in this category. Because uh, I'd imagine because there's some stodgy old people there just like in the original score branch where they're like, well, there was CG involved also, so I don't know anymore. Yeah, but the hairstyling was magnificent. Uh, yeah, I mean, Richard Jenkins got hair back. That's how good it was. I mean, so it's... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the, the best reason. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, I did. I think, And there's a, there's a number of films that I, you know, could you could throw into best makeup and hair. I mean, the um, Guardians. Last Gar- Jedi. Last Jedi. Last Jedi is a great one. Gar- uh, Guardians, I think, is, a, I mean, Yondu alone is a good like example right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm not an expert in makeup and hairstyling, although I did take some special effects makeup classes in college, but I'm always more tickled and impressed by creature creation than I am, you know, making one person look like another person. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, though, 
Victor, oh, the, uh, what is Victoria and Abdul one? doing? That's so much. I mean, what is what is Judy Judge doing? No, in this no movie? I, like, I, I don't no, understand I get, I, why that movie is nominated. It's, it's Actually, what Maxwell's comment reminded me of uh, I Tanya is something that could have gotten makeup yeah. and hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially with Allison Janney, I thought if you see the real woman and then her, I think they did a good job of taking a person who doesn't really look like the woman, but then with makeup and hair. He does so yeah that's interesting i don't know what where victoria and abdul came from in this one it's bizarre you can say the same about costumes as far as itania versus victoria i mean i get it more in victoria and abdul but still anyway yeah. let's move on uh best foreign language film we have a, mm. a fantastic woman from chile uh the insult from lebanon loveless from russia on body and soul from hungary and the square from sweden uh abe what's your pick I went with the square because it's the one that you sent me in a box. Okay. I, I get what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell. <laughs> okay. I went with a fantastic woman. Mark? A fantastic woman. Anna? The insult. I have a fantastic woman. This is a tricky one. I, I, you know, I love the square. You know, I think it's a great movie, and I'd be nothing. I'd be no happier if that's probably that'd be my favorite win of the night. I think if the square won an Academy Award, I, that'd probably. I don't be, think that he won for his other one, right? Force Majeure. For, it was nominated. He didn't even get. It didn't didn't nominated. Get nominated. And there's and there's a great yeah. YouTube video wow. of them watching the nominations and him not getting nominated. No, no, no. <laughs> um, it I didn't, didn't know that. It that's did. Sad. It did win the Palme d'Or. Uh, but that doesn't always help. Foreign language is always <laughs> there, there. Tends to be a lot of upsets in foreign language films. Um, Terrible rules too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the insult is uh, that's another one that that's one that does have a lot of kind of steam going behind it. Um, the square is, for whatever it's worth, is the highest grossing of these films. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I, I I think a fantastic Fantastic Woman seems like the one that I would have the most momentum for. Well, she's presenting at the Academy Awards too. Uh huh. Wow. So, that's and there's that's been publicized. So, indeed, I believe the first uh, openly transgender presenter, which is very cool. Yes. And then you have you have Loveless and Bond Body and Soul. Body and Soul is on Netflix, but it's like I don't know how that movie got in there. I watched it. It's like all right. But it's like, especially when you have what like uh, what BPM was a big one, and what's the one with um, yeah BPM was so good. What's the what's the one with um um diane kruger um, oh yeah i yeah, thought that was that, gonna is that because she won best actress at that can for that one yeah oh in the fade in the fade yeah in the fade yeah in the fade yeah that was the one that was like an odds-on favorite to be nominated uh, and like i know that one's been a little divisive but i was surprised that wasn't nominated yeah well, that seems like an that seems like an oscar type film which <laughs> is why i was there um and then there's foxtrot which i would have found interesting just because then you'd have a film from israel and a film from lebanon in the same category together um, oh boy <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah um so, okay let's move on uh next we have is uh, best film editing mm. we have baby driver dunkirk i Tanya, the shape of water and three billboards outside of missouri maxwell i chose dunkirk mark dunkirk Abe? This was hard, but I did go with Dunkirk. Anna? Dunkirk, because you got three different films in here, you guys, in one. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. That's a very astute (laughs) comment, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have I have Dunkirk as well, and okay. basically for that reason, I think that the the way you're weaving together that narrative, I think, is instrumental to making that film successful. Um, yeah. And you can argue the same for the other films, but mainly Baby Driver, which I think is the possible upset. But I just don't yep. think it's going to go the distance. I think, a, you know, yeah, a, a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Um, that, that's kind of my, my same feelings. Is like, yeah, I, I'd love for Baby Driver to win just because of the editing. The editing is really good in it. It, right. it makes the movie go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, wow, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to have legs to go Best Film Editing, which is a pretty major category. And also, uh, it'd be well, the first. It'd be the first win for Lee Smith, who previously got nominated for The Dark Knight and Master and Commander, and di- and didn't get nominated for Inception, which I found to be insane because that's another movie that uh, entirely yeah, that, depends on really the editing. Clever, yeah. So movie it, to it's like this. This should be his year finally. Then, if we're gonna finally get yeah. for for Nolan's like yeah. mastery of putting these narratives together and having the same guy he's worked with since Memento, I mean, yeah. Let's let's see that happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nolan's uh, narrative games would not work without Lee Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I would would love to see Baby Driver win, I just feel like Dunkirk is, is what what's going to take it. I'm, <coughs> and then editing almost uh, almost always goes towards a Best Picture nominee. Not always, you know. As I said, patterns are meant to be broken. But I was wrong. Uh, Batman Begins was his first with uh, Nolan. I thought it was Memento. I was wrong. Um, I will note um, editing used to. I mean, we just talked about patterns, but Best Picture and editing go hand in hand a lot of the time and you do have two potential best picture winners shape of water and three billboards there um not ladybird by the way which i did think had terrific editing and i was kind of surprised that, that, I, terrific that, I, that I tanya got in over it um but if it is going to be like we're talking about shape of water's momentum if it was going to be a shape of water night that could be a win too it's a, it's a possibility um but yeah no i do think dunkirk for both being an action movie that that which tends to you know also win this kind of award, but also being you know a best picture nominee and having the kind of narrative that it's doing to work with. I think those are all reasons why we're probably all going with Dunkirk. Um, all right, let's get to next one here. Uh, last short one, best documentary short. Oh, nice. Edith and Eddie, Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405, Heroin, Knife Skills, and Traffic Stop. Abe. Edith plus Eddie. It's the uh, the least uh, drug related one of the bunch. <laughs> Maxwell. Uh, traffic stop. Anna. Heroin. Mark. Edith and Eddie. I have heroin. Um, I've been talking a lot. Why do you have Edith and Eddie? Um, I well, I I sort of felt like. It was a meaningful story, and the the two protagonists were sweet. It was actually – the thing that was a little bit discouraging is it starts out as sort of a happy story, and then it devolves into a kind of a horrible thing. So that – I don't know. Sometimes that might work against it because people sort of like to be affli- afflicted. But um, I don't know. I, I, I just – it is sort of – I believe it's the favorite too. So I, I, I sort of – kind of went with that as well. Maxwell, thoughts on traffic stop? Nope. <laughs> it is very self-explanatory. Um, no, I... I'm... I was going to say, I will say my favorite out of all of these is knife skills. So if that, that wins, too. I would be so happy. Because I think it's the most like tender and like... I mean, they're all real and everything, but like there is something about that because like I have 
this feeling of like, you know, you have prisoners and they come out of prisons. Like, what do they do next? And here you have an organization that builds around having a restaurant where you put them to work. That way they're not going back. And they do mention that in the film, like a lot of them do end up going back to prison. So I just thought it was like one of the best ones. I haven't seen all of them. And, and but, it's a really it's a really nice restaurant. I mean, they're teaching yeah. them about wine yes. and, and how to tell the difference between the cheeses. cheeses and right. Yeah. So I, I like the fact that they really elevated this and they, they weren't giving them mm-hmm. this isn't just they're just cooks or something. They, yeah. They're actually becoming like, you know, you know, mini sommeliers and things like that. So friend I, the, exactly friend, friend of the show. Mark Johnson lives near the restaurant. And I know someone asked oh. him, someone asked him if he had gone to the restaurant. He said, no, it's too expensive. But I hear it's really nice. Like that was his response. <laughs> so, wow. um, I have yeah, they show the they show the menu at, at one point so you can see the prices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, that's I mean it's my favorite and I feel like it's either gonna be I think the favorites are Edith and Eddie and then the traffic jam on the four or five. But then I went with heroin because of last year with the white helmets mm-hmm. and Netflix push. That's a good, that's a good one though. It is right. a good one, so, but yeah, I think the Netflix availability makes it I think that tilts it, honestly. If I've got to pick so randomly between these, I have to just kinda of go varying forms of logic and that's the one i can think of maxwell where are you yeah gonna i was just gonna say i wish the director of knife skills was the other thomas Lennon. Yeah, that's what i was thinking <laughs> i was like wait thomas Lennon made a, a serious documentary are you sure not the same guy yeah i was like not the guy from reno 911 <laughs> let's um let's move on next we have best documentary mm-hmm. feature first we have mm-hmm. Ab- abacus small enough to jail faces places icarus Last Men in Aleppo, and Strong Island. Hmm. I've actually seen all of these except for Faces Places. That's actually my yeah. pick. That's still my pick, though. I haven't been able to. It just hasn't been around. Um, Faces Places is my pick. Mark, how about you? Uh, Faces Places. Maxwell? Yeah, Faces Places, but I'm still mad Jane didn't get nominated. That was a shock. Abe? Hmm. That's uh, interesting. Last Men in Aleppo. Anna? I'm also going to go with Faces Places, but I was kind of teetering with Icarus just because mm-hmm. we always talk about like, the relevance of films and whatnot. So you had the Olympics, and so I'm like, well, maybe Icarus would be you one the, to fall into. You have the Olympics, and you have Russian conspiracies. Um, so it's it's very timely, that's for sure. <laughs> so, but like, isn't the Faces Places, I haven't seen it, but it's like the photography, right? Of like, mm-hmm. yeah. or am I totally wrong? No, I don't no, know. Yeah, yeah, you're on. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I okay. just feel like Agnes Varden is a delight, and people love her this year, and and that's what's going uh-huh. to take it off. My the thing that only holds me back, even though I still picked it, is that Agnes Varden just won the Lifetime Achievement Award last year. So I'm curious if that's like, he's like, well, we gave her one. Do we do we give her another one? Um, I don't know how the Oscars think. <laughs> that's just well, you know, <laughs> you they know. they keep on nominating Meryl Streep. True. There you go. Uh, Last Men in Aleppo. Well, I mean, she got nominated, though. I mean, so. so you know, Last Men in Aleppo is basically like a, a, a full length sequel to The White Helmets. The White so, Helmets, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm curious if that plays mm. for it. But uh, Abacus, by the way, that's Steve James, like, his first time finally being, like, nominated for an Oscar after making, like, terrific movies. It's like, okay. <laughs> he's, he's already, you know, he's, he did um, Hoop Dreams. And yeah, Hoop Dreams is so good. Hoop Dreams is one of the best yeah. movies of all time. To be fair, Hoop Dreams was, strangely, Hoop Dreams was nominated for a Best Editing Oscar, but not Best Documentary, which I, is just insane. It, it, <laughs> that is probably whack. could have been Best Picture. 
it, yeah, it could. Yeah, that's that's one of the few docs where I'm like, this could not just be you know the best doc, but best yeah. picture of the year. Uh, I, I, I say this all the time, but if you if you look at the, uh, the Hoop Dreams documentary Running Time, you're you're kind of wondering. Don't you'll you won't feel the three hours at all. It just goes by, and it's 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 everything that it's exactly what they say on the cover. It's almost as if like the script was written by God. It's it's crazy. It's. It's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. But regardless, Steve James finally got a Best Documentary nomination for his movie Abacus, which I think is still going to lose. Um, <laughs> no, I baby did. steps, Aaron. Baby, baby steps, steps yeah. exactly. Because Steve James is only like 60-something years old. But no, Faces <laughs> Place, I think, is the kind of the favorite to win here. That's it. Ic- Icarus or Last Man in Aleppo? Last Man in Aleppo, by the way, I believe the director was denied a visa to get into the, the States. Uh, but I which... think that's changed. Oh, you think really? That's changed. If I'm not mistaken, as of a day or two ago, he got his visa. Did that happen before Oscar voting ended? Though that might be key, because <laughs> 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 Oscar voting ended on Tuesdays. So. That's a little, little bit like uh, the narrative of the salesman in the foreign film. Yeah, isn't mm-hmm. it a little bit? Like, yes. Uh, well, he from... actually he he didn't. That didn't change though. Uh, he, uh, he he did Farhadi did not get in two years. So. He did not, and he yeah. did win. But he did so. win. Yes. So. But yeah, that's that's the logic there, where it's like, well, there might be a like a statement being made by awarding it because of this. That said, there, you know, there's a lot of qualified winners here. Um, let's see. Next up, we have best costume design. Uh, we have Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Victorian Abdul. <laughs> this is really creeping up Victorian on Victorian Abdul got two nominations. One <laughs> Suicide Squad. Hey, what's your pick? Darkest Hour. Okay. Maxwell? Phantom Thread. Mark? Phantom Thread. Anna? Phantom Thread. Abe, do you think you see, you see something that we see? <laughs> we, we don't uh, see? You know, you guys have a really good point. I mean, it's a movie about costume design. about costume design, for. yes. <laughs> it's one of those things where uh, maybe uh, maybe I just uh, thought that the, the short pants on Ben Mendelsohn was really a clever thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's a nice touch on the costume design there, guys. Good job. Yeah, I. Wait, I'm sorry. Which one did Abe choose? He chose Darkest, Darkest Hour. Hour. Oh, okay. He yeah. always likes to have fun with us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when it comes to these Oscar shows. I like how Otto's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh um, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the best thing I can say about that pick, Abe, is at least it's not Victoria and Abdul. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having my back. I mean, I know that, that it might not be the Phantom Thread, which you know, again, is about costume designing. Well, I and mean, apparently, apparently, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Day Lewis went super method and started designing real things. So, mm-hmm. did, you, did you see Sam Neill's tweet today? No. no. Apparently, he spent like the last four years hand stitching his own suit, shirt, tie, and vest, and was like, "Take that, Daniel Day Lewis." <laughs> Time like, to follow Sam Neil on Twitter suit. right now. Hold on, let me search that one right away. <laughs> Sam Neil's making cranky old man tweets. <laughs> Gotta get on that. Take that, Daniel Day Lewis. Oh. Yeah, this is one of those things where I, I think Phantom Thread is clearly the odds-on favorite, and if anything is going to be a spoiler, it's Shape of thro- uh, Water just because of momentum. Yep, that's uh, my yeah, I thought, that. too. Um, and for the creature's pants at the end. I think those are really, really spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> um, those trousers are really well-fitting. I see the Sam Neill tweet now. That's pretty funny. I'm going to retweet that. That made my day. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next thing we have is uh, Best Cinematography. Oof. Here we have Blade Runner. 
for Roger Deakins, Darkest Hour for Bruno Delbanel, Dunkirk for Hoyta van Hoytema, Mudbound for Rachel Morrison, and The Shape of Water for Dan Lauston. Mark, what's your pick here? Uh, Roger Deakins, or I mean Blade Runner 2049. Maxwell? <laughs> yeah, 14th times the charm for Mr. Deakins. Abe? I love Roger Deakins, man. Blade Runner 2049. I have Deakins as well. Anna? Blade Runner 2049. Okay, so we're all thinking this is going to be his year, right? That's 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 what we're going with on this one. I, I, am, right. I am, yeah. My my vision board has images of the incredible standing ovation he's going to get when he wins. It's, it's <laughs> one of those weird things where it's like I don't think that this is his best work, but uh, I mean I think it's up there. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very I mean, it's pretty spectacular. <laughs> yeah, it's very good, but you know when I'm watching something like. Uh, uh, the assassination, the assassination of Jesse James, or something like that, or like True Grit, or something like that. I'm just like, holy crap! Like this, this cinematography makes me feel like I'm in the movie, kind of thing. And it's so beautifully shot. And I, I love Blade Runner 2042, and I love Roger Deakins. I, I think that from the category, from the other folks that I'm, I'm, you know, that he's in contention with. Uh, yeah, he this he did the best job. I, it's funny because I I really like the shape of water and I'd almost say I want that to win just because I want to keep Deacons hungry. Like, it's like if he wins <laughs> if he wins this then he starts slacking off. He's like, well, I got the Oscar. I don't know. Well, which uh, which parts of stuff are you looking at in in shape of water that would that would uh, make you feel that way? It's the it's the fact that it flows. Uh, okay. The way, the way Del Toro's camera moves, and he does this in a lot of his films, but it never stops moving. And, and it, it's the way he slides through scenes, the way he uses a lot of, like, track, like, they're not tracking shots, but the way they kind of, the, the, the film kind of tracks along sideways and, conv- and goes through different ways. And just the, you know, just seeing, like, the way he shoots the creature, the way he shoots, like, the opening of that film through the water and what have, like, there's a lot of CG trickery aside, or the way he shoots the, um, that like movie like outside the apartment and goes down the movie theater and you see yep. all this stuff like there's dude, i don't need to argue for del toro he I, makes I know, great looking movies uh that's it dunkirk's dunkirk. also i mean yeah. all these are great nominees yeah, i, was I say, really like Dun- this is a really strong category because yeah. dunkirk was also i, I actually mm-hmm. I, I, after the nominations were announced for a little while i even kind of think i thought that uh, oh it's going to be between dunkirk and uh, blade runner and then as sort of the time went on i i sort of slowly decided that i think blade runner is going to win but you know i i think some of those shots and like with the men cowering on that that little inlet and the it just it's a it's a i mean of course i mean i don't know if you guys also saw it i know aaron did and and probably a but the and imax yeah like 70 millimeter really highlights the cinematography in a way that really does in other the other movies yeah well it surprised to me that this was hoyt's first nomination i feel like he should have had one or two other ones um and Without being spoilery, there's a shot at the end, towards the end of Dunkirk involving fire that may be the single most beautiful shot of the year. It's fantastic, mm. and that also, I, I mean, I don't think there's enough support to go her way, but Rachel Morrison is the first female to be nominated for Best Cinematography, and I do think Mudbound, yeah. a film that I've tried to champion a lot in the months leading up to this, not because I think it's my favorite, just because I really like the movie, but it's called Mudbound for a very good reason, because the movie yep. does not make you forget that there is mud in every scene, and people are stuck <laughs> in it, and it plays both to the themes and to just the visual that you're seeing. Yeah, um, It is a very good-looking movie. Uh, for that reason, despite how kind of dramatic and, and <laughs> desperate it is, uh, but yeah, I think the and Deacons did win the Guild Award for this too. Like I think everything's kind of lining up. But in his favor. yeah, he has won. I think he won the Guild Award 
this was his fourth or fifth time, so... Yeah, at the same time, he's had some stiff competition in the past as well, so it's, yeah. it's never, yeah. been, it's never sure, been an easy yeah. road for Deacons, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see, next up we have Best Animated Feature. And here we have The, the Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, <laughs> Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. Uh, I have Coco. Mark? Coco. Maxwell? I mean, clearly the boss, babe. Coco. <laughs> Anna? Coco. Abe? Uh, I have Coco, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Loving Vincent won. Oh, I would. Uh, yeah, I, I would, would fall I off my chair. Would. Yeah. You would? <laughs> uh, huh? For, for its theme? No, because Themes? Coco's just... It's going it's, to win. That's that's yeah. why. That's, that's all I have to say about that. I guess maybe not surprised, but I wouldn't be upset if Loving Vincent won because I think the the way that they did the rotoscoping with the oil painting is is uh, pretty awesome. Loving Vincent and the oh, Breadwinner are very good film. movies. Like they yes. they do their job. Yeah. But Coco Breadwinner depressed the hell out of me. If if um if Brave is winning an Oscar, Coco's winning an Oscar. That's all I'm saying. Right that, here. That, yeah, this, this is the category where definitely Pixar's just like we're cleaning up. If if Brave is beating paranorman and uh yeah, and um discussed like his losses yeah. <laughs> all right i don't think we have anything else coco's really good i mean it's it's a great movie yeah, yeah. It, it i hits just everything. don't understand why the boss baby is nominated i don't want to get into that i don't want to get into I mean, why captain underpants was right there guys it is and the lego batman movie, batman movie. is fantastic yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, one more thing to say about Coco. I mean, if I had my druthers, Coco would have gotten a Best Picture nomination. So it mm-hmm. it certainly deserves to win Best Animated Film. Mm-hmm. I agree. Next up we have, okay, let's get to the actors now. Best Supporting Actress. Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Abe? This is where I start going a little bit more off the rails and start start choosing people I want to win. Laurie Metcalf. All right, Maxwell. Allison Janney. Mark. <laughs> Allison Janney. Anna. Allison Janney. I have Allison Janney as well. How I dare think, you guys? I think so... that, it's all <laughs> lined up. At least Maxwell side before he's dead. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Laurie I, I want Lori Metcalf to win. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of my thing is like going for the veterans in these categories this year. Like we'll get with the best actor as well and like supporting actor, but that's kind of like where I'm going off of. I know that we didn't talk about this like on a recorded session. Aaron and I kind of just talked about it off air. We talked about I, Tanya. And I was like, you know, I didn't really like it all that much. And uh, it's just that more like Alice and Jenny's very good in it, but there's no, there's no like... There's no character development in this person at all. Right. She's just meeting I mean, throughout. So, so with Alice and Jenny, there's two things. One, mm-hmm. it's the most performance, not yep. the best, but the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And second, she's won everything. I mean, she she's virtually. Yeah. I mean, and we're we're gonna go through all of these acting categories, but uh, and it's gonna be sort of a similar thing. But uh, she's she's won so many things now. It's almost you can't. It's almost impossible not to pick her. Yeah, that makes it. It makes it tough, uh, to, because I always want to think there's like a wild card of these acting categories. I'll, that's it. The it, past it, few it years, does it does happen, but the past few years has been pretty much blocked all the time. Yeah, I don't, for these I don't really know about like the yeah the the acting well, categories. What was that? Uh, uh, what was the Bridge of Spies? Um, Mark Rylance. He wore Mark, that hat. That was beating <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. That was uh, a shock. Uh, that I was mean, a yeah. shock. It was between the two of them. I mean, it was it was 
disappointing, I would say, for some. And yeah, maybe some people thought it was more locked up, but that's a reasonable win to me where it's like, I get, I get, I get that happening. He had a great, he had a great, like, it's no, shot. like, it's no Tilda Swinton for Michael Clayton. Like, that's a shock. Like that, that came out of nowhere. I mean, even she was but, shocked. Look, I think I, I, we all would prefer Laurie Metcalf to win. You, you and, say that. And, I, I honestly, I like that Leslie Manville's here and I'd like to see that happen. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Just getting nominated yeah. was like such a Yeah, delight. that's her award. Well, well, the fact that the Phantom Thread got six nominations makes me think the Academy oh, yeah. really likes this movie. Maybe it squeaks out a wild card win out of nowhere. Like if it doesn't just get best costume design, maybe it gets okay. something. Else. Hashtag anyone but Janney. That's whatever. That's where I. Am. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny because I love Allison Janney so much. I've me loved too. her since The West Wing yeah, and Ten I Things I Hate Clark. About You. She's an incredible actress, and I've seen her on stage. She's been wonderful, and it's just always funny in these cases where the 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 performance that they end up getting all of their awards for is one that you're like, meh. That's the one that likes Itanya, yeah. I guess, the most between the group Yeah, I was just I, like, here's, I, a, here's a hot take. Itanya is about a person who did a bad thing to a good person. I I don't I don't necessarily want Janie to win, but I do think it's a good performance. Yes, there's not a an arc in the same way that you have with some of the other characters, and Metcalf is very good here, but I like Janie more than like Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Like, I don't think there's much there that's making me like, oh, yeah, good but, that she got nominated. Uh, was it Abe that said that it's not a nuanced performance? You know, it's just sort of one note. There's one part, somewhat of a spoiler, where you think that she is going to have a right. bit of a turnaround. And you know, then, oh, no, yeah, she's, yeah, still, know, she's still awful. You know, it's so she has absolutely no art. Yes, but the talent of that performance is making you think that in the first right. place, though. Yeah, I, I, I get it, and I get it. And I was watching that scene, Mark, and I was like, you know what? This feels really scripted. And I was like, oh, okay, good. I'm glad that it went for <laughs> I was like, you know, this okay, feels it, like the most scripted part of the movie. It's not one of those things where anybody's going to be upset that Allison Janney is an Academy Award winner. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty wonderful <laughs> phrase. Craig, and I love Allison Janney as an actress and as a person. She seems super fun and lovable. But this character is just, I, I'm just not in love with the character. Well, let's move on. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I was going to say, because my favorite quote from the Phantom Thread is like when she says, don't pick a fight with me, you certainly won't come out alive. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's because it's great. There's so much. So I just like. <laughs> Like my, I think that's gonna be a, like, my favorite Oscar clip is gonna be whatever they choose for Leslie Manville to be like cutting down Daniel Day Lewis in, because <laughs> um, then everybody will, everybody that didn't see Phantom Third will be like, why didn't I see this movie? It looks amazing. This person's just talking down Daniel Day Lewis right now. Like, <laughs> let's get that's to the next what you one. miss out on Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> let's go to the next one. Best Supporting Actor, Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson in Three Billboards Outside of Missouri, Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside of Missouri. Okay, there's a lot of words in all those titles. Um, <laughs> Mark, what's your pick? Sam Rockwell. Maxwell. Michael Stuhlbarg. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Abe? Sam Rockwell. Anna? Sam Rockwell. I have Sam Rockwell as well, so we're all rocking the vote. Hey, right you there. know what's weird about this one? This char- this character has an arc. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and uh, one that I was like, wow, I'm pleasantly surprised by this. I think this is fairly similar to Janny, where they've he's won everything. Like he's like uh, yeah. Defoe, mm-hmm. Defoe was Which... an early favorite, but Rockwell's yeah. really kind of won every award leading up to this. People like Rockwell. <laughs> well, yeah. he's in to me for for me he's another this is sort of a similar feeling i have where i love the idea that 
uh, Sam Rockwell will possibly be an Academy Award winner. I just wish it wasn't for this movie. I agree. Or his or this performance, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I agree. I don't because it's my second favorite movie of the year, and Rockwell's really great. He's, he's very good. I was going to ask: uh, Is there one that you had in mind that you that you would have preferred him win for, or that that he should have won for? Uh, well, I confession, mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a few confessions of a dangerous mind fan. That one is a he is very good in that. That's a very um, good Galaxy Quest. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. 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 That would be a really shock for for that kind of a film. I mean, there's any but... any number of things that Sam Rockwell's done. I think he's he's, way, he's way an incredibly dynamic performer. So yes. anything you see him and he brings everything you know, to. It. I, I, these are old. This is a much older film, but I loved him in Matchstick Men. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I I love the movie The Way Way Back. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. That would that see that's the one that would have been a really solid nomination for him. With that's the way one way. that would never win though because it's too slight. There's like there's, right. no, there's no drama there. I mean, it's, there's a song, yeah. but I mean, not compared to other acting performances of that caliber. Well, I'm uh, still gonna root that... for Willem Dafoe and, and hope. Yeah, oh. I, I was gonna I'm, say like you know I, I would love that... to see Willem Dafoe. I would love to see him win too because I you know, like. I, I get that you guys are saying this because you're not as big of a fan of Three Billboards as I am, but would you, would you at least say that Sam Ruckel is giving a really good no, performance I, in this movie? I, I don't think any of us are are denying that. I, I, I'm just. <laughs> I think that Sam Rockwell gives a fit. I, I was blown away by his performance in the movie because I was thinking to myself, man, can't believe that this guy is is super racist and he's like, you know, he's this uh, this f up cop that thinks that he's above the law kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh wow, I really have a heart for this guy now, and I kind of feel bad for him that so, he's just can't get anything together. I, I feel more that way about Frances McDormand. I feel like her performance, I can concede that she gave a performance. I, I don't feel that way about Sam Rockwell. And may, maybe it's partly his character arc is part of the issue I have with that film. I mean, he is, that character is just very regrettable to me. There's a whole different discussion, but we'll keep yes. moving. Yeah. Best Actress, Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand in Three Billboards, Margot Robbie in I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan in Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep in The Post. Abe. Saoirse Ronan is the best actress of last year. Is that your pick? Yes. Okay. Maxwell? Frances McDormand. Mark? Frances McDormand. Anna? Same, Frances McDormand. Same as well, and I think for the same reason, all these. They, they, she's won in everything. Totally like, understood. And there wasn't even, like, an early favorite. She's been the favorite since, like, people saw the trailer for this movie. <laughs> like, Francis McDormand was going to win an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since, like, the, award, the festival seasons from earlier last year or something like that. But here I'm goes looking in. forward to her speech. I mean, yeah. <laughs> assuming she wins. I, I like how, what was it, at the Globes or the SAG, I can't remember. She was basically like, don't give this to me. Give it to one of the young ones. See, she gets it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's here she's going to have her shot again this year. Well, it's her yeah. third nomination. So. Uh, whatchamacallit, um, were you guys, uh, would you guys be surprised if all of a sudden Margot Robbie is like, taking home the, the award? That, that'd be, <laughs> that that'd be like, a shock. Well, that'd be like an Adrian Brody type win, where it's like, where'd this yeah. come from? <laughs> like, okay. I, th- I think if anyone has a chance to beat Francis, it's Saoirse. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be, I, I agree. That'd be the one I would say because Sally Hawkins hasn't won really anything. Um, yeah. Which is a shame because it's a beautiful performance and it's yeah. very difficult um, what she's able to accomplish without any 
dialogue whatsoever is is really impressive. Like, like look, looking at this like offhand, you'd think that it's like a tight race between Hawkins, McDormand, and Ronan, but it just hasn't been that way. McDormand's just been cleaning up. It's kind of been a runaway. Yeah, Hawkins, by the way, great in Blue Jazz. She should have won for. Uh, did did she win for? She should have been she, nominated. She was, for, oh, she wasn't even nominated. She was. She was. No, she was. She was nominated for okay. for supporting actress. She should have been nominated okay. for. She uh, been nominated for Happy Go Lucky. Happy Go Lucky. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was the one. Where she yeah. won the Golden I was, Globe. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, next one. Best actor: Timothy Chalamet in *Call Me by Your Name*, Daniel Day-Lewis in *Phantom Thread*, Daniel Kaluuya in *Get Out*, Gary Oldman in *Darkest Hour*, Denzel Washington in *Roman J. Israel Esquire*. Does anyone not have Gary Oldman? Okay. <laughs> Wait for I, Mark I, to say I have Gary Oldman. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, well, I, I was you. You deprived me of. It. I was going to say Gary Oldman for the fifth element, but <laughs> I like to undercut you when I can. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, for Sid and Nancy, or <laughs> Sid and Nancy yeah. for any number Taylor uh, Soldier Spy. Once again, I seem to be the one that likes this one the most, <laughs> the movie the most. But um... I, I, this is the one that shocks me. Actually, more like... than more than Abe. Actually, Abe, you have or no less than Abe. Abe, you had on your top ten. It's like your number three of the year. <laughs> Uh, the Darkest Hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my number three of the year. It's a really good movie. The shocks you, Mark? What were you saying? Well, it's just the most traditional, staid, oscar Beatty film. I just, it's just something I, I, I didn't care for, you know. Oh. And I, it, it, it has sort of a, I don't want to get into a whole review, but like there, that scene in the subway was just, that's where I checked oh, out. Oh yeah, for sure. That Aaron and I have talked about that as ad nauseum, where it's like, that is the clearly the most Hollywood scene yeah, but I still movie. love the scene. And I still loved it, too! <laughs> yes. I've seen this movie three times, so guys. <laughs> I like this movie. <laughs> um, this is, a, um, I think Mark said about Alice and Janney, this is the most performance. Um, which is something Gary Oldman has always excelled at. He's always given these big, yeah, huge performances. Yeah, par for the course. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I just... I didn't like the film, but I also didn't love the performance either. I, I like that Gary Oldman's been nominated for the least performance with Tinker Taylor and now the most performance right. of Darkest Hour. <laughs> right, that was a right. subtle film. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one he gets he, his first he nomination for. five roles, though. He's a Tinker or Taylor or Soldier. <laughs> it's fine. You know, if anyone can, can surprise and beat him, it's Timothy, but it's not going to happen. Hmm. He'll have other chances for sure. I mean, like I, I think so. Really I, I want to continue shouting out how much I like that Daniel Kaluuya is among the nominees here. Oh, oh yeah, because that, oh, that yeah. is it's a very tricky yeah. performance that's great and very subtle, but has to represent so many different things in one performance in a horror oh, he's movie, no less. Like absolutely a... fantastic. I, I I I always think that um, like these great leading horror movie performances so often don't get recognized when they have so much to carry. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this film obviously has other extra layers that they're dealing with that Daniel brings out great, but it's just nice to see this type of leading role in a horror film get nominated. Yeah. I love that get out, you know, horror film got four nominations. I, I did rewatch this film and it really holds up. Like I, huh. I enjoyed it even more the second time. I don't, I don't rewatch movies very often, but or at least not so soon. Um, but I, I, I did watch it twice last year and it, it, it really holds up. Like it, it, it's a it's a really subtle and kind of interesting film i think you'd be surprised how many times i've seen most of the movies on this list <laughs> no, i i know i you, i wouldn't yeah I know you, me too you, you Wait, see you it a lot Ruben j israel 17 times <laughs> 
I mean, that's I, a lot of times. You picked the one major nominee that I actually have not seen. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie either. I know Aaron has. <laughs> I, if I got the Blu-ray to review, I would have seen it twice. Um, <laughs> and I would have voted for it three times. Um, next one that we have is uh, Best Original Screenplay. Uh, here we have The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside of Missouri. Abe. <sighs> this is uh, this is actually a really tough category. I I had to perhaps part with my ladybird loveness, and and I went with the big sick. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. I love I love though that every pick that Abe has done, though wrong, is one I love. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Mark. I would appreciate love for that, the big sick. Appreciate to that backhanded compliment, baby. <laughs> Like you say, I departed with Lady Bird, a film that's more, there's more chance for Lady Bird than The Big Sick, and you went with The Big Sick. Um, Maxwell, what do you have? Get Out. Anna, what do you have? I also have Get Out. I have Get Out. Mark, what do you have? So, this was a tricky one. I, I actually went with Three Billboards. Yeah, that's you that's, know what? Not, that's not bad. <laughs> exactly. Those are like the two, right? So, yeah. I went with Get Out because the WGA. Okay, WGA. but I have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. So yes, it did win at the WGA. But Three Billboards was ineligible. Ineligible because it wasn't produced under its jurisdiction. So right, <laughs> what that, does that even mean? That's such a weird it's, rule. It's so stupid. I had to. I yeah. Had to well, up. you see, there were cross county lines, and when we tried to go over there, the sheriffs were like, "This is not your jurisdiction. Get out." <laughs> I. <laughs> it, it's, that's a perfect. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Maxwell. <laughs> it kind of coincides with the, the film. Maxwell, way. when you were saying that, I'd imagine it was like the racist cop in Live and Let Die who's like, James Bond, what's going on over here? <laughs> who then so, yeah. was so popular, he showed up and the man with the golden gun is like, we need to get this guy back in a James Bond movie. He knew what was up. What they need to do is bring, uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. The dude from Stranger Things, bring him back in a James Bond movie. Um, Which guy from Stranger Things? Like Matthew Modine? No, no, the sheriff. Uh, what's David Harbour? David Harbour. Oh, yeah, he's in, he's in, oh, yeah, he's in, what, Quantum? Yeah, make him the villain in, in 25. That's a random, bra- okay, David Harbour. <laughs> it's like, well, well so movie. going mm-hmm. yep, back Anna? to the writing, like, original screenplay, like, this and then adapted and then we get best picture and director it's kind of like tricky for me now like i guess it's all but tricky right fine. but these are the more difficult than the acting for sure yeah right. so i, I agree because, i struggled oh go ahead because i'm trying to think like with, when we get to best picture it's like do you give like get out the writing and original screenplay here because maybe they don't get best picture we'll, we'll get and they there. there's yeah. Nothing else here, and so other than three billboards, but it's a tricky one. So I feel like Mark has a good, you know, choice here, and everyone else that chose Get Out. I'm sorry, Abe. I don't think the Big Sick is gonna be a winner for yeah. the night. Camille and Emily will just be very happy to be there. Yeah, you mean like you know they're gonna be pretty happy to be there, and uh, yeah. their movie has done fantastic so far. I know. I know Get Out is the favorite, and I still don't quite understand why. I mean, I, I get, I get that it's mm-hmm. it, it's definitely it's a it's a very well written film. That's not what I'm saying, but 
and it was between Get Out and and Three Billboards. But I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll continue on and we'll get to we our. I kind of final feel pick. like this is the only time like Jordan Peele will secure a win of an Oscar, right? Like okay. for now. So that would be the like, right. The, we need well, I to think, give. I think Get it's Out a, I think it's that logic. It's that if Get Out's not gonna, presuming that you don't think Get Out will win Best Picture that Jordan Peele's achievement for this film needs to be rewarded in some way and Somehow. screenplay screen okay. will be the best way to do it. Also, it it is a personal film. Um, Three Billboards, it's you know, it's it's just another one of McDonough's plays that he wrote and to turn it into a movie essentially. Like that's kind of how he does his thing. But a very a play, a very but beloved play. It's very it is. It very much is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is it did win the BAFTA. It did. Which is a pretty strong case. Well mm-hmm. the movie it besides this podcast and film Twitter, it is a very well liked movie. <laughs> like I am right. <laughs> people who do people do really love three billboards. That's why it's also a very big contender here. But Right. Yeah, so just, all those reasons are why I picked it. Yeah, and I get that, and that was like I was splitting it too, but Get Out ultimately, I think it's just like we need to award it in some way. This would be the place to do it. And then also, like, is I I wouldn't be mad. But you know what? That kind of thinking was what Mark Johnson said about American Hustle. That oh, Oh, it needs to win something, and then it didn't win anything. So right. I think people like Get Out more than American Hustle. (laughs) Like, um, beyond it being a giant box office success, it is like it has won the most awards of any movie. Like it's any between all the guilds and what have you, like all it's it's racked up the most. Now the same can be said for Mad Max, which did not win Best Picture, sadly. Um, (laughs) And and you're right. Uh, Get Out is a more like mainstream uh, film across the board. Uh, Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, Three Billboards does have some controversy. I mean, but like you said, it's it's sort of. I think it's in pockets. I don't think it's widespread. Yeah, it's not widespread. And I think when you spend a lot of time on film Twitter or even in in cinephile circles, you sort of end up putting yourself in a bubble and you forget to pop that bubble and look at the broader context of what's going on. Um, And you guys are right. Uh, Three Billboards is generally a well-liked film, if not loved. And its success at, at BAFTA, I think, solidified the fact that that is the case. Mm-hmm. So let's move on here to Abe's <laughs> from Abe's loss to another one. Uh, best adapted <laughs> screenplay: uh, Call Me by Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. What a weird category! I <laughs> Just <know>. like that. <laughs> um, I have Call Me by Your Name. Abe, Call Me by Your Name. Maxwell, it is with great pleasure that I say Call Me by Your Name. Mark, the only Best Picture nominee. Call Me by Your Name. Anna. This is a tricky one. I know the name one's the one to go to, but I'm going to go with Mudbound. Just because it's like, what other place are you like honoring a World War II drama piece? Degree, yeah, like I, can, I can understand that where logic. Where I'm going at. And like the only thing I was thinking is like, I didn't see it, but I know you watched it one night where it's like, first they killed my father. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that that's not in here. You're seeing it as like a little wacky category of like different, it is. you know. It is. There's so, so many like dis- different uh, types of movies in here. Like, uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad Logan is up, but I was also rooting for Wonder in this category to get nominated. Mm-hmm. But you got like a, what's well, a bestseller book and then Mudbound's a no, like a post-war to drama. So I don't, yeah. I'm happy, those two? I'm happy that a ne- I'm happy that a Netflix film made its way to some of these major categories. I mean, we already talked about Mary J. Blige and supporting actress, but like, 
it's the, the landscape is changing when it comes to this kind of how media what is you didn't know aaron is that bright was super close to getting a, a hair makeup nomination it actually was so shut up because i don't want to talk about bright <laughs> at all right now <laughs> i don't want to talk about victoria and abdul i definitely don't want to talk about bright um <laughs> yeah they made they made bright for the people not the critics yeah Aaron, geez didn't you read what joel Edgerton, Edgerton yeah, they, they, they flipped that classic switch where it's shoot the shoot the fan camera only not the critic one and that's how they made the movie exactly it's only for, it's only for because that's how it works yeah, yeah man that's what you throw 190 million dollars at it's Fang. great it's great when the actors also have the same quotes when the movies get good reviews like you know, know. <laughs> you always hear that right it's like sure, oh it's great yeah. it's great that we got a 94 percent of rotten tomatoes but we didn't make it for the critics we made it for the fans <laughs> Anyhow, um yeah i think james ivory has this one honestly i mean he's he's never been awarded an oscar um he's made a movie that's very well liked it is a best picture nominee like you like you mentioned uh mark so yeah i think it's i do believe he would be the oldest winner ever he and vart he and uh Addis varna are like <laughs> they're neck and neck, <laughs> so, neck, and neck. 89 yeah they're both 89, 89. I, wow. I think, but i think she's older by like three days or something like that so, mm. uh, <laughs> It's one of, one of those classic situations. So let's uh, let's move on. Two more. Best Director, Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan, Get Out, Jordan Peele, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, and The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, uh, Abe. Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird. It, it just every time. Every time I'm like, okay. <laughs> every time I'm gonna lose is, is age is rejecting the dga at this point I, well i think he uses <laughs> I, I his own you know son, but i go with my gut <laughs> yeah, it's very clear you have plenty of bile on your ballot um maxwell uh oh guillermo God. del toro mark guillermo del toro anna guillermo del toro because i'm trying to win guillermo del toro so the shape of water <laughs> is my pick he won the dga he won the Why dga not? he's well liked he, it would be a great na- if if Inaritu and Coron don't come out on stage to present best director. <laughs> I'd be very surprised right. um, to, for the three be amigos like to be the together. The fifth Mexican, right, to win director. Mm-hmm. Fourth or fifth, yeah. one of those. And his, you know, his pals Inaritu and Coron have already won Oscars, so it just like mm-hmm. it's just all lining right. up right now for this to happen. It, it'd yeah. be like when. Uh... With, with Scorsese and, and, and Coppola uh, and Lucas came out. Coppola and George Lucas gave it to Scorsese. Yeah, it just was like, really? Did they look at the envelope first and then like, let's arrange these guys? What if he didn't win? What if it was like Inaritu for Babel that year instead? <laughs> like these guys are like, see, all right, nobody would know because uh, nobody had like uh, nobody would have put up the card, you know. So they're just among friends. Yeah, that's how that's how it happens. That's how it happens, <laughs> Godfather style. Um, all right, so yeah, Guillermo del Toro, I think, is kind of a lock here, except for Abe, who's holding out hope for the the probably the least likely of the of the, of the films. Well, the actual <laughs> best picture of the year. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get to best picture, and here we have Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. This is tricky. So. How yeah. many times has it split for best director and picture? Like more it's recent, been pretty common. Recently, it happens more, more often than it doesn't yeah, lately. Very often. Yeah, the, very prefer, often. the preferential yeah, ballot has really up. made that a thing. Yeah. And okay, because like that's what's been like kind of bothering me with like choosing best picture and director. So I was definitely got Del Toro in there for a director, but then it's like, can best picture split from? Yep. Okay. Best director. But, but a better category would be screenplay. 
the last five Best Picture winners have all won a screenplay uh, award. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. <gasps> you have to go all the way back to the artist to find a movie that won Best Picture that did not win a screenplay award for hmm. fairly very explainable reasons. Oh my goodness. Too much so dialogue. if you have if you have three bur- three billboards as screenplay, then maybe it wins Best Picture. Well, Anna, what's your pick? Oh my gosh, it's so hard because like I'm literally like <laughs> I'm between three billboards, The Shape of Water. Like, you know, I, I you could do. Kirk. You could tell us. You could tell us Sunday night. Well, you picked Get Out for screenplay, so I would imagine <laughs> that might be in the mix. I wouldn't think that'd be Best Picture though. Like, it's so weird. And like that's why when we brought up the whole WG and then also the um, it not being what what was the word that I had said. Ineligible. Oh, ineligible. <laughs> yeah, I was just like. Well, he's also I not a best. Like, he's not nominated for best director either. No, and that's why I'm like, okay, then I should have went with three billboards just because of that, because I I know I read up on that, but then maybe it will come back to me, because like Nolan hasn't won anything, so it's like, could he win best picture? Possible. It's like. I'm up with Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Billboards. Well, let's circle back around because we got to keep and... it moving. <laughs> okay, go, 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 go. Just go. Abe, what's I'm your gonna... pick? Ladybird. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Abe. <laughs> I get Lady once... Bird is the best movie from 2017. I get the wanting to win, but like, but like, we're not picking like what we're like. What, what do you want me hoping? to say? Shape of Water. I want you to say one that you actually think is going to win an award. You think Ladybird's going to go the distance? <laughs> Yes. All right. It's going to fly. It's going to fly Abe, away from Oscar. <laughs> you need to like wrap your answer up in the Me Too movement or something. Then maybe you can kind of sell it. You can sell it. We're all going to be laughing when it does win Best Picture. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. And Abe is like, you fool. And then I'll be like, thank you. Thank me later. Maxwell, what's your pick? Uh, my pick is Get Out. All right. Mark? Oh, that's a great pick. Three billboards. I have three billboards as well. Anna, have you decided? Oh my gosh. I want to go three billboards. But it's like, do you really do that and split? That's what's bothering me. (laughs) Well, as you continue to decide, um, Uh I I have... Let's talk about why. I I have three billboards because... (laughs) I I have three billboards because, as we said, it is a well-liked movie. I I do think it it has that love there that even if it's not being seen commonly in certain circles it is there it won as much as i don't care about the golden globes it won golden globe it won it won the sag ensemble award which shape of water was not nominated for to put that in perspective Mm -hmm. it won the bafta i mean it has a lot of things going for it shape of water and get out as much as i think those are the other two that are possible spoilers get out's a horror film and shape of water's weird i mean that's kind of how i boil it (laughs) so (laughs) so let's 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 talk about it in the opposite way then okay mm-hmm. so you say three billboards is well liked i'm not going to argue with that is it loved i would say that the fact that martin mcdonough did not end up with the director nomination may mean it's not loved and with a preferential ballot it's love versus just like that uh-huh. that ruse the day and that's what i think opens up an avenue for something a little more weird or bold to win I, I'm going with I, I just can't see three okay. billboards of all movies without a Best Director nomination winning. 
Argo did that because... Yeah, that would be like Argo winning. Argo did that because the narrative was shaped over what a surprising snub it was that he wasn't nominated for Best Director. But when Martin McDonough missed, people were like, oh, that's a little weird, and then they moved on. I I I just can't see the world's willing at this point. Mark? Yeah, Mark. My thing, I said this earlier, but I just can't go against... I can't go against screenplay and so I, I'm I'm going you know for screenplay for three billboards and picture and that would you went for screenplay Get Out didn't you Maxwell I did so your that that choice makes sense to me because that's that's been the thing the last five years and the, I think recent history is the best predictor of what will win now not the the history of the Academy Awards the fact that Martin McDonough did not get nominated for director is is concerning a little bit but i think it's going to be one of those aberrate i'm betting that's gonna be one of these aberrations that he, yeah here's a year where the the narrative doesn't play out and it, he the picture wins without a best picture or without a best director nomination Anna, okay. has, Anna, you have a number of things in your favor because shape of water has won the, PG, water, the pga yeah. and the dga i mean it has some big wins right there from the guilds yeah, yeah i'm gonna lock it with shape of water it's just like like, when I look at my ballot, everything's kind of split around a little bit. So it's like, mm-hmm. you got, when I looked at the best pictures, I was like, okay, I don't think Get Out would, but then maybe they would get honored with a screenplay win. Mm-hmm. But then the whole thing with the ineligibility with three billboards, and it's like, maybe they would win and then get best picture. So I, I I'm think awesome. I'll just go with Shape of Water and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think we're sort of at the the precipice of of significant change um, in the way the Academy works, in the makeup of the membership, um, and in the choices that are being made. I mean, um, I think you only have to look to last year to the fact that Moonlight won over La La Land to see that it's not just the same old hat anymore. Um, And that's why I feel more confident picking Get Out, because I think the younger membership... Um, are going to be drawn to it, and with a preferential ballot, I think that works in its favor. I think I Interesting. I don't disagree with you, and I had get out for a lot. This is a hard one to do. This is <laughs> the best picture is I mean, not easy, of course. Um, and I had because get out for everything a long is split time. around. It is, which it, is more exciting, I think. Oh, it is for sure. Yeah, this makes I it agree. exciting Oscars, yeah. and statistically, I have terrible choices because I have them all sharing the wealth essentially of three billboards for picture, best director for Guillermo del Toro, and best screenplay going to get out. It's like that doesn't make any sense to me, but that's still what I'm going I, with. I don't know if you see my ballot error. <laughs> yeah, you got a good Lady Bird thing going. That's going to do terrible for you. That's that's probably not going to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, bait, yeah. <laughs> How funny would it be if come Sunday Dunkirk wins Best Picture? Hey, I'm all for it. I'd be all for it, but that'd be unexpected, that's for sure. Well, so, you know, in the last, what, three months, uh, Three Billboards, Shape of Water, Get Out, Lady Bird, and Dunkirk have all been frontrunners for Best Picture. So, I mean, it's not unheard of, I think. Mm -hmm. I think those are the ones that would stick to the top. Yeah, I think if if it was five nominees, those would probably be the five. Those would be the ones, yeah. That said... And Although Phantom that, Thread really surprised me with the showing. So. No, I, was, I was about to say, yeah, I don't think it has any chance of winning Best Picture or, or Best Director, yeah. but like uh-huh. the six nominations are like, people do like this a lot. It came out so late, so I see why, you know, is somewhat of a surprise because it didn't, you know, wasn't at festivals and what have you. So it's like, all right, maybe, maybe there's going to be a lot more love for this than, you know, we might, we might be expecting. Um, I, I do want to go on record, though. I am picking three billboards, but if I didn't pick three billboards, I would have picked Get Out. And Get Out would probably be 
uh, my most joyous win. I would love, and it just loves the way it rewrites the rule books for so many reasons. Yeah. I mean, horror, uh, debut film, black director. I mean, it's just, I, I love this, the fact that it just would set so many records. And I feel like it would be an appropriate parallel to Silence of the Lambs, which was also a horror film that came out in February mm-hmm. and somehow went the distance. It, really? I don't know. I just I have out. a feeling about it. I don't know. Yeah, Valentine's well, Day, nineteen ninety-two. <laughs> so oh, that's a perfect uh, release date for Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> hmm. Take your date to go see it. I feel like I'm already kicking myself for not choosing Get Out because I've been sitting there like all day, like what do I <laughs> sure it up as? Well, because especially when you have it as screenplay, I don't know. There's well, just so you know, much Aaron, going this on. gets released like uh, in a couple hours, so you can still change it. I'm really considering <laughs> it. <laughs> well, one thing I will mention too regarding um, uh, the Shape of Water, it you know it, it does have the most nominations but i i feel like i kind of look at the history recent history and the most nominations almost hurts the film it almost the right. film with the most nominations almost doesn't win best picture mm-hmm. as of late so like i, I think last year. <laughs> yeah well yeah. like the last i want to say like the in the last, last 10 years three. it's happened like yeah. eight times or something yeah or something and I, that I don't and, and that film will end up winning a lot of tech awards and maybe best director Allowing mm-hmm. something a little smaller or more uh, low budget to to come in and take best picture. Yeah, exactly. It's like the year that Life of Pi won for uh, best director. It's like right, and that was only because Ben Affleck, Affleck wasn't didn't there. get nominated. Who, if he yeah. had been nominated, I think he would have won best director. So that was a strange year. Who knows? That was, was a strange year. I think a lot of people were just like, "What is going on here?" So. You, you guys know. probably know this. I, I can think of only, besides um, Argo, I can only think of um, Driving Miss Daisy as a time where a film was uh, won Best Picture but did not have the director nominated. Is there another time? Do you do you know of best yeah, the one that, best that, director that won Best Picture without the being... one, movie won Best Picture, which is what I'm predicting. I'm predicting Three Billboards will win, but it didn't even get a director nomination. Well, Those so, are the two most recent ones. Yeah, Argo okay. and Drive Miss Daisy. Yeah, before that there are some. But yeah, it's not a it's not common, that's for sure. No. <sighs> God, I should change something, but I don't want to. <laughs> I feel like I'll, I'll kick myself even more because I changed something. <laughs> I think you should go with your gut. Yep, yeah. and I, mean, I am. Like, that's, you know, that's what I'm doing. If you're happy with it, then stick with it. I'm right? happy with it, and I am sticking with it. And I already posted my, my blog post on my predictions anyway. Boom. I want to, I want to change two things. That takes too much time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we well, got it. We did it, guys. I know. We, we've done it. We've, we've predicted the Oscars. We hope you've been entertained by this. Um, this will be immediately dated, but it'll be nice to look back on it, I guess, at some point. Yeah, see. at some point. Yeah. Um, this is so stressful. It's probably more stressful than taking an actual test. Yeah. Well, imagine we'll how stressful it would be if you were actually nominated. Right. That would be stressful. Well, it depends. I mean, I think Streep's probably like, "Yep, <laughs> another day." Because, <laughs> like, I'm honestly, I'm like looking back, and I just look at this ballot. I'm just like. By the way, the one you sent me, I was like, oh, you said, you know, everyone's probably going to be different, but I thought you sent me the same one you had, so I'm like all over the place when you're going through the order. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. You I just sent I found the one that one. was most convenient for texting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like for me, I feel like I'm going to just end up like going back to that live action short and thinking that the DeKalb Elementary wins and not 11 o'clock. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I know your space. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what happens. We'll see what happens on, on Sunday night, March 4th, the Academy Award, the 90th Academy Awards, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. And um, we'll, we'll see how that goes down. And we'll yeah. all, I hope we all were able to meet back up uh, right after to do a follow, the part two show, the one we did generally record after the Oscars. Is anyone going anywhere really far? No. No, so, I'll be around. So we can all hopefully team all back up for like <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes after the show ends to, to record a follow-up podcast. Yeah. You know that you know that we'll be wearing our tuxedos, man. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, good, <laughs> good. Generally, generally off-air discussion brought onto the podcast. Um, so with all that said, uh, okay, real quick, where can people find everybody online? Mark Hoban, where can people find you? Uh, you can read my uh, reviews on my personal blog, fastfilmreviews.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. Maxwell Hadid. Uh Follow me on Twitter at cinemaxwell. On a bush. I'm on Twitter at right to recite. Hey. Instagram, Oakley and Twitter.com slash Walrusmoose. Hashtag, I'm going to let you finish, but Lady Bird was the best picture of 2017. That's too <laughs> long of a hashtag. I'm at thecodazeek.com. Oh, we got 100 characters now. It's just all hashtag. Um, you can also find me on Twitter <laughs> at Aaron's PS4. Uh, thank you all for joining us thank today. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you thank as you always for having, for having me. me. For sure. This is a lot of fun to do, and I look forward to the results where we can all rub it in the face of Abe, of course, but also have fun going over what happened. Hopefully, Faye Dunaway will just stay away, but I know yeah. she and Warren Beatty are apparently... They're apparently both invited back. They're going to do it again. That's I just saw that. That's the thing. They're going to be presenting the best picture again. So, great. Okay. Uh, seriously? Yeah. I saw it's, oh, in, wow. it's on the... Right. you got to uh, do the, the comedy of threes, you guys, so they'll also be there next year. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, So yeah, that's gonna do it for this uh, bonus show. We'll have part two coming at you you soon enough. So until next time, so long and goodbye. Oh, to see without my eyes, the first time that you kissed me, boundless. By the time I cried, I built your walls around me. White noise, what an awful sound Fumbling by rogue river Feel my feet above the ground Hand of God, deliver me Oh, 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 it's me The first time that you touched me Oh, the wonders ever seen Alexander's lover